This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football is our religion. The One Course Stadium is our church. Nigel Clough is still the god we choose to believe in. Some of us anyway. And of course, Mansfield Town is the reason why we're here again on a Sunday. It's the Sunday Sermon. Mansfield Town lose 1-0 at home to Barrow, meaning yet again, those results continue to be bad for Mansfield Town. Can they turn things around... Is Nigel Clough in too deep? Can the Stags name a back four for next weekend's game at home to Oldham? And just when will Danny Johnson find his scoring boots? All questions we literally have no answers for. But here on the Sunday Sermon, we'll do our best to answer them for you. We want you guys to get involved as well. So get involved right now in the comments and have your say on your team. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. Just who is to blame for Mansfield's depleting squad? Should the Stags have done more in the transfer window? And dare we even start talking about a change in the dugout? The answer to that is no, by the way. But everybody is entitled to their opinion, so come along and join us and have yours right now on the show for the fans, by the fans. Because win, lose or draw, Mansfield will always matter. Have you ever been standing in a storm and wondered how to get through? I imagine that's what Nigel Clough feels like right now. Take your seats everyone, it's time for the Sunday Sermon.
that is an absolutely belting cup of tea. If you want a cup of tea just like mine, well, you know, it depends on how you make it. Buy yourself a Mansfield Matters mug. All the details that you need are in the description. It says on my notes, chaps, to get straight down to the business. Is that not the business that we, we meant, Nathan Edge and Clive Park? In it? Or do we need to talk more about the on-pitch matters rather than trying to sell the mugs two seconds into the podcast? Uh, the mugs I mean, will sell them. be the only way they're going to see a cup this season, so, you know. <laughs> the mugs will sell themselves. Quality always out. Um <laughs> As, as completely opposed to the, the evidence on the pitch yesterday. Uh, let's delve straight into that. I'm joined, of course, by Clive Parker and Nathan Edge. If you've got no idea what we mean by buy a Mansfield Matters mug, you'll notice we've all got, well, I say all, uh, we've got these brand new Mansfield Matters mugs which are on sale to support the podcast. If you want to buy one, they're just a tenner apiece. Unless you want them posted, then it's 15 quid. The link is in the description. Cheers, everyone. Sorry, Nate. You've not got a. You've not got one. Then. I'm not. I'm not chasing you. I mean, I'm. I'm. This is so much to be angry about yesterday, but it just topped it off as I joined this uh, this stream, ready for the podcast. And Craig drops a bombshell to say that he did have a mug for me yesterday, but he sold it. So well, I have, I'm. I'm now muggler. So I'm even more angry if I couldn't get profits. Any profits come first, mate. Profits come first. Let's delve straight in by deflecting that anger away from me, Nathan. Because I feel it's there. I can feel it virtually. <laughs> to what happened on the pitch yesterday. Mansfield Town nil, Barrow won. Another red card, another questionable decision from the referee. What did you make of it? Top at league in the wrong aspect of discipline uh, in bookings. But I mean, I don't know what I'm more frustrated about or disappointed about. Is it, I don't know if I'm more angry about the performance and the result or by our fans' reaction afterwards over social media. There's, there's so much to, to digest and go through, but there's just, at the moment, we are in a rut again, and we thought we'd stabilised, but those stabilisers have come off and we've uh, started dropping a little bit further and deeper, haven't we? Yeah, we certainly have. Um, we thought that, you know, it all sorted itself out after last weekend's game at Leighton Orient Clive, but alas... Another bit of excellent standard of refereeing in, in League Two. I've still no idea what he gave the penalty for and I've uh, watched it a million and one times. But on the flip side of that, a deserved red card because it did appear like Rawson did get a touch as the ball came back across and then bundled him down. So our defensive crisis continues. Yeah, I think uh, we're a bit unlucky with the official. I think he was a bit of a clown, but that's indicative of the standard of officials we get in League Two. Um, I don't think we've seen a decent one yet. But uh, we got what we deserved, really. We didn't deserve to win. They should have had a, two or three goals in the first half. Um, but had it not been for the dubious penalty, we'd have had a clean sheet. And I suppose that's an upside-down way of saying we haven't moved too far away from the ambition. Um, on another day, that wouldn't have happened. But we were... Uh, both teams were a poor... Um, a poor example of League Two football yesterday. Any, any neutral watching that game would have said, this is not for me. Yeah, certainly so. It wasn't the uh, the greatest advocate of uh, League Two football. Uh, but it has got fans talking, like Nathan said on social media. Let's kick off with Craig's comment. After calming down from yesterday, walked out before Faz was shown the red. We knew it was coming. Is Nigel Clough the problem? My thoughts after yesterday's game, uh, but sacking managers will get us nowhere. Believe and let's hope it turns around quickly. Now, Nathan, we know you know you were very frustrated by this on social media yesterday. Uh, I was frustrated by it as well. And I, I've sort of spoken about it a little bit today. But sacking managers has, has 
is has no got us absolutely nowhere over the last couple of years. I hate to to talk about going back to to that time, but um, even though we've got a new squad of players, we're at the start of the journey post Flickcroft. Really, um, I don't want to delve into it too deeply, but sacking managers gets you absolutely nowhere. If we were bottom of the league, consistently losing games and shipping two or three or four a game with a full roster of players then this conversation might be different. But we're in a very difficult and different situation, which I think a fair few, it's fair to say, are perhaps not looking at when, they, when they're having these um, uh, discussions on social media. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the things I was so disappointed about. I mean, I, I tried to keep away after a defeat off of social media because I'm, I kind of know what's going to be there. But I went on last night and it was actually worse than what I anticipated. And that's what really got me frustrated about it. Um, And I'm I'm completely with you. I mean, if we sat here at Christmas time and we've continued in the same sort of vein that we are at the moment and not not enough being done to change it, then, you know, we may be sitting here talking a, you know, a different story. But that said, I think we do need to just look at a bit of longevity this time. You know, we've been here in the past where we chop and change managers way too quickly. Um, you know, when you look at the caliber of manager we've got, are you, are we really going to be able to go out? Who, who is available out there to really go and change it? Think, yeah, that person's going to come in and definitely make a big change without throwing loads of money in. And I don't think that's an option now. So um, do you know what? I Sorry to cut you off. Go on. Go on. I was just going to say, there's the problem, right? We're not in the situation we were last year where we were losing games badly, obviously wasn't going to turn around and we had a poor inexperienced manager, but there was four or five or six managers out there that we could have brought in. And we brought in one who has got a stable reputation at A, minimising budgets and rebuilding clubs. But that that takes time. He started the process of doing that and that takes two or three transfer windows. And B, if he... If we got rid of him now, and if you know, if we did do that and, and looked at that because of the results that we're on, we've now got to do it all again. So then we give in somebody. Then we've basically writing off this season and next season in terms to try and turn it around again. And like you say, who comes in? There's only sort of one per, one sort of candidate at the minute that's out there, and that's Finley, who's just left left Newport, who consistently has bottled promotion year upon year upon year upon year. Nigel Clough is a proven manager. At streamlining, streamlining budgets, we had a ridiculously high wage bill over the last couple of years. He's had to bring players in. Yes, he's not got the players that he, you know, was probably his A target. And we've said, you know, week upon week about this, that our transfer business hasn't been good enough. But we take that on the chin. But just because we've not won in this amount of games, we get somebody else in. How long do we give them before, you know, before we're asking questions about them? We know Richard Cooper would come in and, and get us going for a, for a couple of games, absolutely, because he, he, he did the magic last time. But you, you're absolutely spot on. And that's this what you talk about Flynn there. And, you know, no doubt probably he's been mentioned one or two times by, by supporters who were calling for manager's head already. But f- a few years ago, finishing fourth place and bottling playoffs wasn't good enough for the Stags, for, for the Stags fans. So. You know, unless we're going to get a top three manager, which is, or well, top a manager that can come in and get a guaranteed top three, I think a lot of people aren't going to be happy. So I think we need to just stick by it and get through this rocky stage. And I think I, I genuinely believe that we've got the man to do that because he's he's proven it in the past, but he's not going to do it 
quicker things. I think one, stick by him, but two, we need to also accept that there are issues lying. You know, we have made mistakes in the transfer window, and that does need addressing. But I just think changing the manager is not the answer. Do we need to have a little bit more of less expectations, Clive, and look at the much bigger picture here? Because personally, I think if we stick with Clough in three seasons' time, we will be established in League One with the potential to push on and have a the odd flirt with the League One playoffs and potentially dream about going up another level higher. But that's if we stick with him and if, if we're patient now. Yeah, it's no good asking Mansfield fans to be patient, though. It's it's not in the culture. We uh, we have seemingly why? no patience at all <laughs> with uh, with our managers. Well, I mean, I don't get why. We're getting uh, people calling them bottlers and the people who are bottling are the fans at the moment in my world. We have every right to be unhappy with the results. Disappointment is everywhere. And I'm sure that's from the top of the club right the way through to the, the, the lowest um, member of the of, of the playing staff and, and, and club staff. And certainly the, the supporters will all have different levels of expectation. And perhaps we did start with too great an expectation, given that we've now got Clough on board and uh, his background. I've always said you've got to give him all of this season before you can really judge him. Um, exactly. But I think the other thing is that um, we've come out of a very, very difficult financial environment and we're still here. We've still got a viable club. And what Clough and, and the owners agreed on a three-year agreement was that he would do everything within his power to get the club moving again in the right direction, which is something we all want. But he would do it without overspending, which is what some of the previous managers have done. So I think... What he's doing is is he's being criticised now in in many respects for saving the club the the, the club money, um, and of course everybody guesses how much money has been invested. Nobody apart from the people who put the money in know, but it, w- there's all sorts of conspiracy theories at the moment that the club uh, are paying players too much or, and the, and the, the manager has has got a bonus for not spending money. And I don't think any of that's true. I think we have found ourselves in a bloody hole. Uh, that no one had predicted and that's with people being unavailable for all sorts of reasons and unfortunately the people that are in this situation are the ones we depended most upon exactly and i think it's it's a really key point that that when clough came in and we said this at the time it was a case of um you know rebuilding getting rid of that squad and streamlining that squad it, it takes more than one transfer window to do that and when i talk about transfer windows i'm not talking just about the you know the summer transfer windows in January. January transfer window um, for me is just like um, filling up your car. It's a stopgap. You know, you you go out there, you get what you can to to get you through to get to your next destination before you can look to rebuild and, and move cars or, or whatever and uh, and change vehicle or whatever and change direction. But panic um, buy, yeah, correct. <laughs> that is it is your, your traditional last week couple of last couple of days before Christmas, isn't it? You panic buy, so you've not got your missus a decent present. It go is your panic, your yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is your panic buy. It is your it is your classic panic buy and. Clubs don't want to buy in January as much as, and clubs who do want to buy in, in January find it difficult because clubs don't want to sell. And, you know, if you're not doing well, it's not an attractive thing to buy a player. Players will sit the contracts out, et cetera, et cetera. So you have to get through a, a full season. And I think it won't really be until the end of this season, start of next season, that we actually really see the work which Nigel Clough's done because there are some players that are still here who I really, really think he'd have got rid of this summer if he could have 
could have paid up the contracts or players would have come coming for them. The fact is we've got what we've, we've got. We're not good enough in certain areas. We are missing a shed load of players who, if they were available, would certainly make the difference. And it's at the moment, all of this talk is just absolute knee-jerk reaction. Clough even said at the start of the season, he was asked at the start of the campaign, what are your ambitions for this season? He said, well, we're going to try and win promotion. But there's the key word. We're going to try. We're not going to. We are going to try. If we get there, we're up and up and around it. Fair enough. If we're not, we're not. We'll evaluate it and look what needs to be done in a second. Hand on heart, if we got rid of him and brought in somebody else, we'd be in the same position in 12 months' time. And then in another 12 months' time, we'd be the same because it'd be on a cycle, repeat it. We've got to have that circuit breaker. We've got to allow ourselves to to to, to rebuild and to, to, to develop. Sacking managers because of a couple of poor results and a, poor, a couple of poor decisions is going to get us absolutely nowhere bar for back where we don't want to be 100 and one of the thing that bothers me as well at the moment and i guess i know part of the reason why but i don't think it's enough why as as mansfield towns fans a, a large proportion got such high expectations and feel like we're so entitled to go to go higher because you look at our history you know, 70s, all right. We managed to get ourselves to, I think, the 70s when we got into the championship, obviously, before, way before. I'm, I'm the authority grade. on 70s. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, we, we had a we had a little successful spell then. But you look at our history as a whole, most of the time, we, we've been a League Two club. If we're going to be completely honest, we'd like to say we should be higher and so on. And, and yes, I think off the pitch, we are set up now to be, to be higher, which is something we should be proud of. But it's not gonna be an instant fix we're not be able to be able to click our fingers and just get up there it's 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 got to be a a work in progress and i just don't i can't get my head around why we're so in feel like we're so entitled to success now we're we're not we're, we're lucky we've got a a wealthy backer to and i say by that i mean to keep the club going because you know it's uh it's an expensive hobby uh, running a football club, that's for yeah. sure. Um, but even throwing more money at it, look at Salford. You know, it's not you're not guaranteed success by just throwing money at it. There has to be more ingredients in the pan to keep you going up as you know progressing as a football club, and it, that's what's really bothering me. I think we need to have a bit of a reality check as Stags fans to think. And it's probably not helped a few years ago when Steve Evans came in saying it's a big promotion push and, and mm. the hype was there to try and get people in the ground. That I understand that from a perspective of, from the club to try and build up that interest and get the town behind the club. But that failed. But we've been over that many times for different reasons. Um, but I think we now just need to be a bit more realistic as supporters and, and, and just support the club. It, it's, it's really not that difficult. Yes, you're going to be disappointed. And yes, emotions take over but ultimately we're there to support the club yeah absolutely uh, i'm going to delve back through some of the comments because they've been flooding in uh, as we've been talking about that. lots of people having their own little arguments in there which is brilliant to watch to be fair um jamie says because the money that has been spent angel wants it that's why uh, there'll be a promotion um push or we should be in a promotion push however it's been a working pro- process since we've been up there with the likes uh, of steve evans um uh, there's lots of comments coming in um, as well. Uh, Ashley is not happy with you, Nathan, from the, the, the look of this. He says, everyone supports the club and they want to go up. Okay. Um, yeah, well, of course we all want to go up. But some Obviously. of us 
some of us realize that it's not going to happen like that. Some of us realize it's going to be a longer process and we've got to stick be, with the process. For fans of 24 clubs this season that want to go up and it, it, essentially three of them are going to be happy and the rest aren't. <laughs> you know, yeah. but it's just having a bit of realism. We're, we're not sitting here saying that us as a three don't want to see Mansfield get promoted because that would be absolutely ridiculous. Of course we do. But what we're saying is for in order for us to do that, You've got to take the rough with the smooth. You've got to take the rough times with the smoother times. Let's delve back through some of these comments. Uh, Lee on the uh, talk about changing managers says, we sat Clough and the reset button is set for the fourth time. Fans have to understand a rebuild takes time. Exactly. Uh, and he is, hasn't got the players he wants or needs. January will be a big window, but it will take another summer and probably another January window. It's a project and we are pretty much at the start of that project. Absolutely, because... The start of that project, really realistically, was A, sorting out the mess which Coughlin left, and B, getting rid of that whole team which had been on the hangover from when we were up there, when we were expecting to, to win promotion. That team, that core had gone rotten. That had to be changed. And it has changed now, but it's got to be built and built again. And when you throw in a pandemic into the mix in terms of not having that match day income, let's not forget that we've not had a, a match day income for an entire season like every other club in the country. And there's only so much money you can throw at keeping it alive. And that's why things have to be streamlined. Let's try and find some comments um, about yesterday's uh, game, of course. Um, uh, try and scroll through. So There are literally so many. Um, why don't you uh, buy a good back four is, is a question because it... it cost money and I think I genuinely think Nigel Clough perhaps thought he had uh, I think got that a is a mistake though, yeah that, of course that, that we have done we've said that at the end of the transfer window we, we've clearly a bit like January last last year as well um well sorry last season we we've we've clearly not quite done it in the transfer window which is setting us up to to have problems like we've got right now and that's the disappointing thing somebody needs to t address that issue whether it's scouts yeah. I don't know Absolutely. Uh, trying to find some comments about yesterday's game. Um, uh, where are, are to sorry not, to interrupt you, not, Craig. There aren't that many comments know, about the game. Uh, a lot, a lot are about the, <laughs> the Clough thing. Uh, yeah. Like this one from Glenn, who says, um, "Won't alter. He's lost the dressing room after slagging players off in public. Even though he was right, you don't do that." And to be fair, Clive, this is something you've been quite vocal about. Yeah, I think it was wrong to do it. I'm not, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not a big fan of failure. Uh, and I have no reason to think Clough is wonderful, but he is what we've got. And we've stuck with it for a while. And therefore, the only thing I want people to do is to get behind the club. And I know that every fan's entitled to be really disappointed because we're, we're in the middle of a bad run. And just as we've got a chink of light, it's been swept away again. And there's no doubt about it. The squad of players we have is not good enough for promotion. And Clough and Co have to take responsibility for recruitment. They haven't done it as well as we would all want them to. We've had heaps of bad luck on top of that, but that's where we are. And it's where we go from here, and that will only get better if we all stick together. I know that sounds a bit like jolly hockey sticks. It's not intended to be. <laughs> I mean, people are entitled to call the club whatever they want. And if they feel sufficiently badly about it, and someone commented about why should I spend my hard work and wages watching that shower of sugar yeah. lumps well then you don't have to you know it's a free <laughs> no, world precisely. go and watch the hockey or whatever else it turns you on but of course you we don't because we actually all 
passionately want this club to do well. We're all completely passionately stuck to it. And some of us can handle disappointment better than others. That's a fact. Uh, Richard says, can't keep blaming refs. Fact is, we failed to score at home to Barrow. Three goals in six games. Disagree with Craig. Thought it was a penalty at the time and still do. Would not have been happy with nil-nil. Need to be creating far more chances. I do agree with that, that we do need to be creating far more chances. And this uh, begs a big question, uh, Nath, over a certain Mr. Johnson. And uh, you could perhaps look at um, uh, perhaps a relationship with Clough. Clough said it in his post-match press conference which we'll hear a little bit of that Ollie Hawkins is the best defender and the best striker we've got at the minute and he can only play in one bloody position and at the moment because of this terrible bad luck we've got that position is centre half but yesterday he's got a striker in Danny Johnson who we know can score goals but needs to find a little bit of confidence who he dropped there's, there's two ways to look at it. I mean, you know, he obviously he didn't play great at Leonorian, did he? Um, again, really. Um, so there's this, you can see the reasoning behind, behind dropping him. But when you've not got uh, Hawkins up there, you've, you you need him really, don't you? Uh, and I'm not, at the moment, I've not seen enough from Danny Johnson to say, to, to think that he warrants a starting place. But I, at the moment, I don't think we've got much of a choice. So, uh, I think we we, we may, may have had to just start with him and, and go with him or or, or or somehow rethink the the back line and do something a bit different, whether it was a, a, a back three um, and, and try and work with that. I don't know, but um, he is correct. You know, Hawkins at the moment is our best defender and best forward player. And I think there was a comment earlier, really, really early on. I can't remember who it is, so sorry about that. But someone said about McLaughlin's crosses going too deep. And we did have a lot going to the back post uh, yesterday. But nobody was there. But that's because Hawkins is usually there. And Can I just interrupt you, Nathan? A lot of those crosses were actually to the corner flag. Never mind the back of the box. <laughs> also, yeah, very, very deep. But um, so I think in six foot six, maybe needs another few, uh, a few meters on there to get to them. But yeah, it, the problem is we are missing our threat going forward. And the real disappointing thing, and well, you know, yesterday was is that Barrow for me were the better side throughout all. We probably, we probably played better ourselves in the first half, but they were still better than us. Um, but they weren't a great side, and that, that's no, a concerning they thing. They they really weren't great, were they? They were okay. They weren't awful, um, but the fact they weren't great, but we weren't any better, and we well we were worse. Um, just just yeah, made made it feel ten times worse that we came away with a one nil defeat, despite you know the poor referees. So I think uh, in this league, poor for everybody. It's not. There's nothing against Mansfield Town. I think the major difference between the two clubs yesterday was, I mean, both of them were fairly poor clubs, it's fair, teams, it's fair to say. They were better organised, but they played with more confidence. And it's the confidence that we're missing. And we can understand why that is, can't we? Mm. I, I, I disagree with that people calling Barrow a bad side, though. I think um, they've got a good manager there in uh, Mark Cooper, who's got proven success in this league. And he's done well on a shoestring budget to build a good side. You don't get players like... Um, Ollie Banks and um, a few others that uh, that he's brought oh, into that squad. I know, but he's got, you'd, you'd be pleased if you were playing for us. I'd love for us to sign a player like him. He's got no. a proven record. A in this league. No way. Well, no, he's got a proven <laughs> record in in this league. He's Jordan Barry played for him once, and yet we 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 you know we've accepted him. True. And I I think Cooper is a good manager who's got a good side. Our problem is that. 
um, we've not found our identity and we've, we've completely chopped and changed it every single week. Uh, talking about Johnson, um, Richard says Bowery and Oates' work rate um, is why they're being picked before <laughs> Johnson. Uh, Glenn says, I understand it's a project, but for God's sake, play with some passion. We don't look like a side at the moment and keep it up. Uh, and this project will be in the next division down. Um, Lee uh, says, in my opinion, the diamond shape has to go and a 4-4-2 when the when was the last time we've seen a player down at defenders? As a former defender, I can tell you at any level, defenders don't like players who run at them with a the ball. And the plus to that is that it's also entertaining. Um, we're going to have to... Um, we're going to have to do something, Clive. And I think the problem next week is going to be what shape we put at the back because there's a big point here. For, for, for whatever reason, Nigel Clough doesn't seem to like playing younger players. Um, he had the option to put James Clark at right back when Kel Gordon got injured. Um, didn't do it. Put Hewitt there and moved Hawkins back there, which to be fair, got us a clean sheet. Um, now he's not got Faz for a game. Does he put... Hewitt back into the middle and go with a back four and put James Clark at right back? Does he move McLaughlin into centre-half and go Burke at left back? Or does he go with three at the back, which would be Hewitt, um, Hawkins and McLaughlin as three centre-halves? We've got a big problem. What do we do and how do we find an identity? Because as soon as we found it, we've got to stick with it. That's also the other conundrum we face. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because... All of these options have merit, um, but they all depend on players performing properly. Um, we've every one of our defenders has got a mistake in them, and, and uh, we've we've felt the pain from that. Um, I don't have a great deal of confidence in uh, Hewitt, but he hasn't done that much wrong, to be fair, in the last few games. And as you probably know, I'm, I'm quite I'm, I'm quite warm to Faz. I think he's a decent enough player, um, and he made a cock up of that yesterday but by and large other than that he was okay so i don't think we're a million miles away from him talk of shipping four or five new defenders in is probably never going to happen um but you're right what dif- what format do you use to get the safest option and yet to try and give yourself a, a bit of freedom to attack um and i'm not sure i don't like the diamond because i think it's, it's, it's difficult for me to understand for nothing else but that's my age but the uh, you know i like banks of four I'd have that every time. But, you know, the, and I think one of the criticisms I hear, and I actually subscribe to about, about Brian Clough, about Nigel Clough, is he doesn't seem to want to change things. Um, and I don't believe a good manager should be that stuck in his way. He should be looking to investigate. I'd have to say, if Clark doesn't get on the, on the uh, sheet next week, I'd be asking myself, do I really want to stay at this club? Because he's worth that. In, under these circumstances, he's worth a try. If he gets a run of games, I say it every time we talk about him, he will develop into a very good League Two player who we can sell for profit in the future. Uh, Nick says, we really need a captain on the pitch yesterday to shout and ball and drag the players through the game, but didn't have one. And looking at the players we have, I'm not sure we even have that sort of player um, in the club. I have to say, Nath, um, you know, when we do talk about leaders, sometimes I do have to ask questions about the captain uh, we've got, but there are different ways and different styles of captaincies. But we certainly need somebody to step up as a collective and and, and pull us through um, the mire and pull us out of this storm. The only thing I can think is when when 
when Quinn's back from suspension, he might scare a few into playing better. Why is it friends with him? I don't know, but um, <laughs> but no, I, yeah, there is leadership issues. I think in the yeah, I think in the team throughout, really, in, in some aspects. Uh, but again, we've got to also remember we are missing quite a lot of key players. So you've all we've got to remind ourselves of that at the moment. Uh, we are missing key players, and that is obviously going to have an effect. Um, you know, question marks over over captaincy. I mean, I I said this at the end of last season about. Ali Clark. I mean, I, I wasn't actually that fussed about keeping him, but I certainly probably would, I probably would have looked at other options for captaincy at, at the very least. Um, so uh, you know, he was brought in as captain for under, under Cochran. So I think it should have been when Clough came in, clean slate. To whether, whether he did do that, obviously we don't know because we're not we're not a part of the dressing. I room, think but... he had Tom Naylor in mind for captain, didn't he? Yeah, I yeah, agree. So possibly, yeah. So. You know, again, that's something else that's missing. By by missing that defender, we've also maybe missed a leader as well. So, um, and then we've not had the plan B in recruitment, which is again what something that we spoke about earlier. So there's a few issues, isn't there? There, you look at captaincy, you look at players missing, you look at recruitment, especially in the defensive area, injuries, suspensions, discipline. There's a lot of things there that need addressing, and then you know. He's also talk about formations, but the positive, uh, in some ways, it might be positive because he might be forced into a change due to personnel that's available. So I guess we'll have to see. But it's a uh, perfectly valid question that was posed. Who, who should captain the side? We haven't got a captain. I don't think Clark's a captain. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nobody else tr- nudging him out of the way either. Um, you know, when Perch was playing, he, he would have made a better captain in my world simply because he was senior. Um, we have got a fairly young side. But... Uh, you know, they should all be captains. Lapsley, Hawkins. if he spends as much time shouting at his own colleagues as he does shouting at referees, I'd take a, <laughs> I'd, I'd give him a bit more credit. What about you know, Ollie Hawkins? You know, he's, he's at the moment the only player who's consistent, you know, consistently good when he's up, up top and consistently, you know, well, even, even better than any of our defenders at the moment. So, you know, he's leading. He's not necessarily young. He's experienced, he, you know, he's... He's for me the moment we kind of look a bit more like a one man team, and he's the one that's almost holding us together in certain aspects. Ashley in the comments says, keeps saying bringing David Wheaton. Now, if anybody listens to the Under the Cosh podcast, which is a brilliant podcast, uh, they will know that that's that's not going to be a viable option, seeing as he's, uh, I believe, now moving into uh, to to other areas. I think he's playing at a, a non league side now and sort of looking towards the the back end of his career. So uh, um, maybe a, a year or so ago, possibly, but. Uh, uh, not sure. In terms of captains, uh, Jim says Macca is a leader and a captain. Um, for me, I have to agree with, with Nathan, I think, in some ways. I think either Hawkins or Quinn. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a difficult one because you've, you've got to find where we are. Um, Nick says, really hoping that the players that are out come back and make a big difference. And that's the key thing because we have got so many um, missing now. And it, it's it's a huge, huge concern. It's not just at the back. We've still got Quinn um, missing for what another two games? Sinclair another two games. Um, obviously, Rawson now for a game. You've, you've got Naughty. You've got uh, Forrester who were both out injured. Gordon's like injured. Um, Sturk missing, of course, out injured. The list seems to be endlessly going on and on and on, which is uh, a huge, huge concern. I think as soon as Stephen Quinn's back there, we're going to make a difference. And I think we might see that a little bit on Tuesday night because ironically, uh, for a meaningless cup game for many people, although I think it is is meaningful, but that's another debate for another time. um, We've actually got more players available for a tin pot cup game than we have for a critical League Two game with the side that are just below us at the bottom of the table. That's a concern, Clive, isn't it? 
It is. It'll be interesting to see how they perform on Tuesday because, as you rightly say, the suspended players can play and he will play they them. will. Yeah, they will. Absolutely, absolutely will play them. It'll be a question of what he puts around them as much as anything. But um, we, um, as you say, we are where we are. We've got what we've got. The two players that were bought on deadline day uh, were clearly panic buys. They weren't what they went out looking for. They were what they could get. And um, we bought one with a walking stick. Uh, and the other one has developed the need for a walking stick very quickly. Just is that bad luck? Is it bad management? I don't know. It's probably a combination of the two. Well, I think it's time now to speak management. Um, we've had debates about whether or not he should be uh, remaining in his job. We've uh, we've given our views on it. You've given your views on it in the comments as well. But let's get his views on the game yesterday. Uh, of course, the Stags losing 1-0 at home um, to Barrow, where Nigel Clough talks uh, about the performance. And first and foremost, whether or not he believes uh, the goal which eventually won the game for Barrow was a penalty or was it a penalty or was it not a penalty? Here are Nigel Clough's views speaking to I Follow Stags. I just saw him make a challenge at the far post, uh, the like of which you see numerous of throughout the game. And then there was no penalty given for several seconds, which according to the fourth official was thinking time. That worries me tremendously. Last time we saw this referee was at uh, Cheltenham away in the FA Cup and the decisions by the officials that day contributed to us being knocked out and unfortunately their decisions today have contributed to the result. I wasn't too disappointed with the way we played, especially first half. Uh, I think the penalty was such a setback. We were settling into the second half. It was us pressing um, as we did most of the game. Uh, We set up to attack to go forward. Um, We're not getting one break with any single... That's very frustrating that Nigel Clough has just decided to freeze on me. Um, We'll give that a try again in a second. Let's have a little listen to this. Let's see if it works again this time around. Sorry about that, folks. I just saw him make a challenge at the far post, uh, the like of which you see numerous of throughout the game. And then there was no penalty given for several seconds, which, according to the fourth official, was thinking time. That worries me tremendously. Last time we saw this referee was at uh, Cheltenham away in the FA Cup and the decisions by the officials that day contributed to us being knocked out and unfortunately their decisions today have contributed to the result. I wasn't too disappointed with the way we played, especially first half. Uh, I think the penalty was such a setback. We were settling into the second half. It was us pressing um, as we did most of the game. Uh, We set up to attack to go forward. Um, We're not getting one break with any single thing at the moment anywhere on the pitch. Uh, we've had one kicked off the line, Ollie Hawkins in the first half. We've had a chance in the 93rd minute with Danny Johnson. He just headed it over the bar. Uh, I thought we got in some very good positions again today. Uh, didn't hit the target enough. Didn't work the goalkeeper. Uh, and no goals. Uh, I think we had five shots in the first half from around the edge of the box and missed the target all five. Uh, you know, it's the sort of day we talked about it before. Conditions are tricky for goalkeepers. Hit the target, make him make a save. Uh, you never know, one might sort of slip through his fingers, anything. But it won't if you miss keep missing the target. I think we're pretty solid. I think Nathan Bishop, apart from uh, late on when we're pressing forward and uh, on the break a couple of times, I thought we were pretty solid today. Uh, Nathan's not had too much to do. Uh, and I thought the least we deserved was a clean sheet today and a point. Yeah, just try and shake it up and uh, get Ollie Hawkins up front. At the moment, he's our best centre half and our best centre forward. Uh, so 1-0 down with 20 odd minutes to go we have to sacrifice him at the back and put him up there we're into three centre-halves you know try and get Jordan wide he's up front Ollie's up front with Danny you know we've got laps breaking forward from there Harry Charles on the right get some balls in the box uh, and it very nearly paid off very nearly 
but not quite, Nigel. Uh, Nigel Clough speaking to I Follow Stags after yesterday's 1-0 defeat at home uh, to Barrow. For more, man- uh, for more uh, interviews, you can visit uh, mansfieldtown.net forward slash I Follow. Uh, quick time to tell you uh, about away travel, of course, Northampton. Up next for the Stags, if you want to travel with the SSA, uh, it's £10 for an Amber member. Um, £15 for a blue member, £20 for a non-member. Call 07 967 689 597. That's 07 967 689 597 to book yourself a seat on the coach for Northampton away next week. Now, Nathan, yesterday, um, not only did you endure a Stags defeat, but also you had to put up with a walk in the pouring rain. But... It was all for a good cause. Tell us a little bit about what you were up to yesterday. Yeah, we. Um, some of you may have seen it on the uh, on the club website, but my dad organised an event for Prostate Cancer UK. Um, we did a an event titled Ninety Minutes Plus Minutes. Uh, Ninety Minutes Plus Added Time. Uh, so we we had sets of fans leaving from northwest, east, and south of the. The ground, 90 minutes away to walk in uh, and all met up at the ground, you know, all, all in aid of the, the charity. So, um, you know, it was, a, it was a lovely day for it as well, which is why, as, uh, you know, we, you know, previously we've done many, many walks for, for, for guide dogs in particular. Um, the reason I sent through such a confident scoreline prediction is because we'd never had lost until yesterday. So, um, you know, the, the day was dampened in so many different ways <laughs> let's brighten it up a little bit because we want to try and raise as much as we can um for the charity just remind us of the charity again yes yeah, so it's for, for prostate cancer uk um i know you shared the link didn't you yesterday i know yes as of yesterday the total was at 1200 which is uh you know absolutely incredible so you know if anybody uh does feel sympathetic of how drenched we all actually really did get um obviously we uh you know it's for an, an incredible cause as well so if anyone can can spare anything that would be massively appreciated but yeah it was uh you know despite the result you know we we still all enjoyed getting out there supporting a you know fantastic charity yeah the uh the link uh in the description uh is in the description to the video i'll pop it in the uh, link to the chat in a couple of minutes time if you wish to to donate and you do donate uh leave a little m- um message and just end it by saying, because Mansfield matters, take a screenshot and send it us, and we'll give you one of these. We'll put you in a draw to win one of these, these ever-fetching, brand-new Mansfield Matters mugs. They're on sale now on our website. The link also in our description for a tenner. But if you donate anything from a pound upwards, take a screenshot um, on that link and uh, send it to us on Twitter or Facebook, and you'll win yourselves one of these brand-new Mansfield Matters mugs. They're limited edition. There's only uh, a certain amount available and you'll get yours before Nathan gets his. So not only did Nathan do all the work and, uh, and, and raise lots of money already, uh, but he is also, you know, um, you know, he's, he's also going to get a, a mug after you guys. So if you can do, if you can donate, please do. Um, we'll pop the link in the chat in, in just a second. Uh, take a screenshot, send it to us, and we'll get you one of those uh, Mansfield Matters um, mugs. Whilst I uh, do that, whilst I uh, dig out the link, Clive, I'm going to uh, throw it over to you. Obviously, um, there's not a lot we can do about the result. It is what it is. We've got to take it on the chin. Uh, but it's a huge opportunity on Tuesday night as the Stags face um, face Sheffield Wednesday in the second of three um, Papa John's Trophy games. Um, it's a big opportunity for them 
to uh, to go and uh, get themselves uh, put themselves in Nigel Clough's thoughts ahead of uh, of Saturday's game, a crucial game at home to Oldham. Yes, it's just I mean, in many ways you don't want this fixture, but on the other side of the coin you do because they need to get themselves harnessed again in, in, before next week when we play Oldham, which should be infinitely win- winnable. Um, uh, we said that about Barrow, of course, but the, um, the the match will give the club an opportunity to blood some of the younger players who have not managed to get into Clough's thoughts um, for the league fixtures. Um, and was it you that coined the phrase that Law was knocking at the door? And uh, and uh, what was the other one? I think that was you. I don't think oh, I was that me. No, no, there's somebody else. I mean, we you got definitely very, said it a lot. We got very rhymy at one point, but it's perfectly true that there's three or four lads that deserve Bring a Clark chance. out of the dark. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, and I think we'll we'll uh, we'll see them on Tuesday, and I think they'll get a fair number of minutes as well, which will be good to watch. Interestingly, as well, Sheffield Wednesday are taking it far more serious than we are because they're filling the away stand for this Papa Luigi Trophy. Yeah, um, lots of uh, interesting things going off there at the minute. Some protests and what have you, aren't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll be it'll be an interesting atmosphere when ordinarily you wouldn't have expected much of an atmosphere. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually looking forward to going to watching us play again next weekend against Oldham, mm. um, and followed that with a trip down to uh, see Danny again. Um, um, oh, you lost it. I've not. No, I've not lost <laughs> it because I don't know. Who you t- I don't know who you're talking about. To be honest, I've, I've Dan- not. Danny I've, what? I've not got a clue of uh, I've not got a clue who you talked about. What's his name? Danny. Danny Rose. Yeah. But I've always yeah. always enjoy a trip to Northampton anyway. Yeah. And of course after that we've got a, a bit of a longer trip down to Exeter. So there's yeah, some well, interesting fixtures coming along. Yeah, it's a busy, busy month. We'll be on the coach again for that one. So make sure you come and uh, say hello. Lots of people did last time. And, by the way, if you buy yourselves a Mansfield Matters mug, we'll bring them to you on that day of the X Game or next week at Home Told them or Tuesday night. £10. Link in the description. Or uh, you can uh, get on the link in the chat, donate to Nathan and Mick's fundraiser, take a screenshot, tag us in on Facebook or Twitter and we'll put you in a draw to win one of those uh, Mansfield Matters mugs. That's the last time I'll talk about these mugs. No. Yeah. Plenty of mugs on the field, but weren't they on Saturday? I'm, I'm still getting mugged off that I ain't got a cup. Yeah. So I, I have to say that, you know, I understand going back to the, the, the a lot of the comments we've been getting and a lot that were in social media. Um, fans have every right to get mardy about the whole thing. And, and I think, uh, you know, we've all, we all moan and, and groan when we see stupidity on the pitch and we've had our share of that. But uh, we just have to cross our fingers and hope that things are going to move forward. And we're still very early in the season. Let's remind ourselves of that. I'm going to coin another phrase from another popular podcast called Shagged, Married, Annoyed by Chris and Rosie Ramsey, where they do, it's an excellent podcast, by the way, very, very funny. Uh, They do a section called Questions from the Public. Uh, Today, I was sent a couple of questions from the public, uh, from somebody that couldn't watch the podcast, but wanted to get involved uh, with the podcast. There are five questions slashed slash points here. I'm going to run through them very quickly. They're all from Jamie. Um, we've covered one of them already, but I'm going to get, we'll get, we'll get brief answers from, from the both of you uh, on the first one. And it, it's this, it's not, should we sack um, Nigel Clough? It's, do you think Nigel Clough will walk if there's no improvement? Nathan, I'm going to go to you first. Um, no, I don't. I don't think he'll walk now. Clive? No. 
Right, that's one. That one ticked off. That one's done. Uh, second point is: Is it true Nigel Clough didn't sign the players, um, but he and he wanted different players in the summer? Now, this one—it's an interesting discussion, isn't it? He has a team who are purposely in a job to bring those players in. One of which is his brother. So, if you can't trust your own brother uh, and his judgment to, to bring in players and things like that, then what can you do? Obviously, he missed out on players that he wanted, a.k.a. Tom Naylor and a few other targets as well. Hence why we ended up with the players we got on deadline day. But do I think that he tried? To, he doesn't want the players that he, he's got? Mm, not necessarily. Clive, your take? I can't get myself in his head. I mean, and nor any manager for that matter. I mean, everybody at the moment, quite rightly, is querying the decision to let, to, uh, let out on loan some of the players that are performing incredibly well elsewhere. Uh, there's no guarantee they'd have played incredibly well in our setup. So uh, you have to trust the judgment of the, uh, the management team to let players go. But let's remind ourselves the reason there's letting players go and the reason we've got a fairly small squad is to work within a budget. Mm. And that's why Danny Rose moved on, because there was a fee involved and his, his salary was paid by somebody else. <laughs> and CJ equally, but that was a career oh. move, which we think is, is worthy as well. Um, and we let... <laughs> and then with that, the lanky side who went to Bradford and started like a trainer. I'm not started, planning for that one. He's, yeah, turned, yeah. he's turned into a cow pat as he normally does. So I think they had to balance the books. And you're going to make mistakes. And every, for God's sake, they're all human. Uh, and there's there's also chemistry. There, there are going to be players that don't get on with each other or with the management team. And you can't legislate for that. For God's sake, uh, the, 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 the arguably the most successful British manager of all time has is, is, uh, made a career out of falling out with folk. Mm. Alex, by the way, if you're not sure I'm talking about. No, I, I knew uh, you were talking about. The, 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 on, same, the same guy who got off to a very slow start at Manchester United. Yeah, absolutely. He was, yeah, he was one game away him. from being sacked, wasn't yeah. he? Sacked, yeah. You know, mm. yeah, just, yeah. I, know, I, know we, I know we're not saying Nigel Clough is... Is Alex Ferguson, but he could be the league too, Sir Alex Ferguson. Who knows? Well, you look um, at the, just, the time he spent uh, spent at Burton, his initial spell, and there's certainly comparisons. Carry on, Nate. Sorry. No, 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 it's fine. Um, you know, just going back onto that point, you know, the, the question about Jamie's, uh, you know, about sort of is is Nigel Clough choosing the players? I think probably where this whole room is coming from is just because of the simple fact that David Sharp does the negotiating, he does the deals. But I have no doubt in my in my mind, could be wrong, which is only you know, only my opinion, but. Uh, I've no doubt in my mind that he he will be working closely with Nigel and and Simon Clough, you know, the, to to put compile that list together. But the, the the thing is, it's then you know they'll they'll give their list of option A, B through to Z and so on, which I think we've hit Z a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Then it's just up to David Sharp to try and get them over the lines. But I'm not, and this isn't a criticism to David Sharp either. I just think sometimes you you know there's there's certain factors that go into signing players and 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 whatnot, and a bit like. The Tom Nero situation, things happen that are completely out of your control. Um, and it's just up to us as a club as, as dealing with it with plan B's. I, I think we've I think it's just that's where we've fallen short a little bit with plan with the plan B's and C's and so on, where we've not quite managed to get them over the line properly. But I don't believe for one minute they're not Nigel Clough's players. I you know, I don't think he's getting the team well, the players signed for him that he isn't asking for. I don't think that's the case. You see, he doesn't do himself any favours when he he shouts them out. Uh, publicly, because I, I I don't agree with it. Someone else earlier commented on it. It makes you think that there there's disunity. Well, there may be, it may not be. He may well have agreed it with the player beforehand. He's going to shout him out on 
on public media, but I don't agree with it, and I don't think you should ever do that. You keep your arguments in the in the changing room. But um, with, what do you do with the moment? I mean, there's lots of criticism of the lad. Uh, I say a lad, he's, he's a full-grown man. There's a lot of criticism of him, but he's only got so many tools at his, at his disposal at the moment. And the circumstances that he's found himself in, he couldn't have predicted. So any plan Bs and plan Cs were predicated on normality, which hasn't happened. So I'm not sure. I think it's dead easy to criticise a manager, and, and football fans everywhere are very good at doing that. And I think uh, we will just need to breathe in a bit for another month, maybe. And yeah. I think things will start to turn. I'm going to go to the next point. I was going to leave this a little bit because I wanted to throw one uh, at, at Nathan, um, which is going to rile in one of the five points. But uh, I'm going to go to this one because Roger's just made an excellent point and it fits in very, very well. He says, look, there's three people on the bench that deserve a go in the team. Um, JC, JL, KW, James Clark, Jason Law, Keaton Ward. Why haven't they been used more? And this was another question which I got from Jamie, which was, is he scared to play the younger lads? And I've got a, a, one of my frustrations with Nigel Clough is I don't have too many of them, but one is he's not reactive enough. And yes, we had a very young bench yesterday. And some may argue that, you know, in a game, in a situation like that, the, the, it's not the right thing to put them in there. But why are they bloody there in the first place? Give them an opportunity, even if it's just fresh legs, getting at people and, and having a go. There's absolutely nothing wrong um, with, with giving them an opportunity because when they were given it last season, they certainly lifted towards the back end of it and, and did really, really well. Sinclair's been given opportunities. All right, it went a little bit wrong for him because he got sent off at Orient. Jason Law, he got on the pitch a little bit yesterday, but not enough time to really settle in and, and was all over the place really because we didn't have a, a system for him to, to fit there. But certainly James Clark, Keaton Ward, Young Burke as well. Does he have a? Is he scared to play the young lads, Nathan? Is, is he is he a little bit resistant? Does he not think that they're good enough? I mean, it would appear that way. Um, you can kind of understand why he might might be a bit scared because as soon as we go on a little bit of a run, people are shouting for his head. So you can understand that to a little bit to a certain extent. But the bit that sort of um, makes you think they, they should be given a bit of a chance is I kind of feel like they earned it a little bit last season when when we needed them when we really had to rely upon them. The likes of Sinclair and, and Law, those two in particular, and then Keaton Ward towards the end of the season as well. For the second half of the season, they 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 did a lot to keeping us up. You know, at one point we were looking at relegation, weren't we? So, I think they deserve a bit of credit for what they did last season, and I think they deserve a shot for this season. So, you think now of all times when we're missing players and so on, put them in rather than trying to fit you know square pegs in in round holes. You know. James Clark should be playing right back at the moment. I've got no no doubts about that whatsoever. And he, he, when when you're fitting other players to go elsewhere, you know if you put James Clark right back, Hewitt can still go in centre back, and you keep your best striker up the top. Why 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 shuffle it around unnecessarily when there's a player who, from what we've seen so far, seems capable enough on the bench in, in James Clark. I know he's young, but every time he's played, he hasn't done that much wrong has he no he hasn't and I think that's that's a, a big point obviously with Rawson missing for one game you've got you've got to leave Hawkins there for for at least yeah um, I meant for Barrow, but, but yeah. yeah but absolutely but I, I completely agree he should have been playing as soon as Kel Gordon was out injured I understand to a degree why he didn't play at Leighton Orient because um 
you know, it, it's a tough place to go. They were riding high. They're a physical side. And to be fair to him, he's not the most physical of players. He's, he's quite small for a, a right back, but he, he's, he does well to get up the pitch and gets us going. And that's what we've been needing a little bit, and especially with Charlesley now who can get back there. If we play a flat 4-4-2 with Charlesley on the right-hand side, I think James Clark will be absolutely, absolutely fine. And there's no doubt in my mind that he'll play on Tuesday night against Sheffield Wednesday. If he has a good game, and he's not playing on Saturday, like Clive said earlier in the podcast, I'd absolutely be saying, is this for me? Is this the right club for my development? Um, and I think the same can be said for the others, which is which is why I certainly think, um, you know, Tuesday is a huge, huge opportunity um, uh, for those players. Um, the next one, uh, which Jamie um, said, that is a little question for me to, to put to you guys, was, um, is... Um, in his opinion, um, Jamie Reed, who we let go to Stevenage, is better than Reese Oates. Torch paper lit for Nathan. That's his opinion. Yeah. Is that, is that what he said? Yeah. Okay. That's said that one. Um, and he's I, 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 go on, Clive. <laughs> I, I think uh, I just quickly remind myself of how much crap that lad got from the fans last season. <laughs> And it was inevitable that wherever he went, he would shoot and score. Um, I liked him as a player, but he never made it at our club. And and sometimes these things aren't meant to happen. So I don't think so, is the answer to the question. I think Oates has probably got more to come than we were ever going to get from Reed. Two different style players as well. Uh, and his fifth and final point was, we need to improve and fast. Yeah, we can't disagree with that. Um, <laughs> let's uh, move on uh, a little bit. Then uh, we... We will be doing our Man of the Match, folks, because Nathan needs to do his cover to tweet. It's part of his uh, weekend. And let's face it, um, so far on uh, on the podcast... Um... Nathan's not had too much to do. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted an excuse to play that, to be honest. So there you go. Nicely done. Well done. <laughs> Thank you very like much. That. Not as seamless I would have liked it, but... Um... It's it's all good. It's all good fun. Um, Sue says in the comments, um, are the players being paid too much? Call me old fashioned. Dock the players bully wages. Yeah, absolutely agree. I would if it got if it got results, but it's almost a little bit like the whole um, thing with the, 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 you know, calling them out on in the interviews afterwards, isn't it? It doesn't always work that way. Uh, Vic says, why is the dressing room not pulling together? Uh, it's uh, a shambles um, and we'll start getting the man of the match votes in in just a second. But, you know, we're going to go around the grounds in a second and, and find out the scores from yesterday as well before we do the man of the match vote. But before we do, Nath, um, genuinely, uh, we are in a precarious position, but we, we've got plenty of games upcoming this month, to put it right. The games are coming thick and fast. You know, hopefully, come the end of it, we'll have a few more players back. And for me, getting Stephen Quinn back in the side is a huge, huge bonus and a huge, huge plus. And I think we'll see that um, definitely more come Saturday afternoon. Yeah, I mean, ab- absolutely. Sorry, I mean, not like, Saturday like afternoon. Clive... I mean, sorry, I didn't mean Saturday I... afternoon. Tuesday. I knew what I said there. I meant Tuesday night. I just regret yeah. myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, a bit like Clive said earlier, we you know, we are only 10 games in, you know, and there's so much more football to be played. And at the moment, we're probably, you know, touch wood, I think we're probably going to be at the, the weakest squad-wise that we probably will be for throughout the whole season. So, it's going to be tough at the at the, at the moment, and um, and and when we do do start getting these players back, then you know we've I think we will improve. You know, yesterday if we had a fully you know all all our players to choose from, do I think we'd have lost that game? No, I don't. 
Uh, I, I, you know, I truly believe that. So uh, we will improve. Uh, just going on to that last comment, you, you know, we read, read out a minute ago about the dressing room not pulling together. Um, the difficulty is this time last week, we we all felt they were at Leighton Orient. We, we put in a very solid sort of performance as a unit, as a defensive unit, and everyone did seem to be playing together. I just think, um, you know, when you, when you come away with a defeat in the manner we did, uh, it, it puts a difference of perspective, doesn't it? So... I do think we we are going to improve, um, but we I think we might have a little bit of more of a storm to weather until that comes. It in some ways, I'm glad we've got Chef Wednesday in a in a game that doesn't matter too much on Tuesday night um, to to hopefully try and bounce back and get get a get a result, which would be nice. Um, but I am a little bit worried about Oldham because if we do lose to that, people will lose their heads because they're they're a club in a mess. <laughs> mm. So um, we I think in some ways. It, Concerningly, it's kind of a must-win game because I, I, I will be staying off social media afterwards because I, w- I won't want to see what's being written because I can just yeah. preempt it now. Yeah, let's leave that one until midweek. Of course, we'll catch up in midweek when we'll look ahead to that Oldham game. But for now, uh, let's head round the grounds in League Two uh, whilst you two start to uh, have a little think about who you think uh, should be voted as Mansfield Matters Man of the Match in yesterday's one-nil defeat uh, at home to Barrow. Elsewhere in League Two then yesterday, it finished Bradford City 2, Rochdale 0, Bristol Rovers 1, Swindon Town 3, Carlisle United beaten 2-0 at home to Forest Green Rovers, same scoreline at Colchester between Colchester and Salford, Exeter and Warsaw played out a 2 all draw in Devon, whilst Newport County in Mike Flynn's final game were 3-0 winners over Scunthorpe United. Northampton, who the Stags play, uh, of course, in a couple of weeks' time, were beaten 2-0 at home to Sutton United, whilst Oldham, who the Stags play on Saturday, next up in League Two, were beaten 2-1 at home to Harrogate Town. Port Vale, 3-2 winners at home to Leighton Orient, whilst Stevenage were 2-0 winners at home to Hartlepool. And finally, in League Two, Tramier Rovers 2, Crawley Town 1. The League Two table then is as follows. Forest Green Rovers sit top of the tree with seven wins from their 10 games so far. Two draws and a defeat. 23 points sees them clear at the top. Harrogate in second. Port Vale in third. The Stags at the wrong end of the table at the moment. Just above the drop zone in 22nd with nine points. Two wins, three draws and five defeats. Oldham in 23rd on seven points. Scunthorpe 24th also on seven points. One worse goal difference, though. The Stags are minus five at the moment, but there's not too much in it. A couple of wins here and there, and the Stags will certainly climb the table. Big game, though, next Saturday as the Stags take on Oldham in Skybet League 2. More on that in midweek after that Sheffield Wednesday game in the Cup. But for now, though, let's turn our attention to who gets your man of the match vote for yesterday's 1-0 defeat at home to Barrow. Surely going to one man. So Mansfield Town nil, Barrow 1 was the full-time score in Skybet League 2 yesterday. But who is going to get your man of the match, folks? Let's go over to Clive first. How many contenders uh, are in the mix uh, for you? Only two, but two honourable mentions. Those being Bowery worked really hard again. Um, and Charlesley worked hard. Uh, but I'm, I, I narrow down my choice between Bishop and Hawkins. 
and I give it Hawkins narrowly. So a vote for Ollie Hawkins. Uh, Nathan, who are you going to go for? Um, there's only one contender for me and two special mentions, you know, if I'm going to push the boat out a little bit. Two mentions, two names Clive mentions there. Uh, you know, one Hawkins, again, didn't really do anything wrong back there. Well, well did a lot right, actually. Mm. Uh, and the other player was, was, was Harry Charlesley, who I think, um, you know, started to get back to sort of what we know he was like last year. So, um, you know, he, he worked hard and, and did okay. But the Mellon match, um, even though he didn't have a lot to do, apparently, which is hard to disagree with that, uh, was, was Nathan Bishop. So, uh, so far, Nathan Bishop and Ollie Hawkins in the race. Um, Honourable mention for Harry Charlesley from me. I thought he had a, a good game back into the side for a start for the first time in a long while. I was very pleased when I saw his name um, on the team sheet yesterday. I thought he had some uh, some good energy. But yeah, two-horse race um, for me, and that was between Bishop and Ollie Hawkins. I'm going to give it to Ollie Hawkins because um, technically... From open play, it was another clean sheet because it was uh, from a, from a set piece, a, a spot kick where we scored. He looked solid again at the back, um, looked stable, and uh, when he went up front, we actually did look dangerous again. So uh, uh, I think his experience and his flexibility and, and fluidity um, certainly uh, Im- impressed me. So my vote is going to go to Ollie Hawkins. Let's have a little look in the comments though. Uh, Roger has gone for Bishop. Uh, Nick has gone for Bishop. Richard says, Rawson man of the match until the red card, but Bishop um, gets um, my nod. So with four votes to two, Nathan, you'll be, tre- you'll be tweeting a fellow Nathan in, uh, in Nathan Bishop. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, what a name. You know, so that's all that can be said. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, uh, I, I mean, if that's the only reason that you're going to give him uh, your, your vote and you're going to like him this season, then all I can say is this. That worries me tremendously. <laughs> uh, been waiting oh, for that, aren't you? All I night. have, and I was just—it just came into my head then, thinking, "Can I make it work? Can I make it work?" And I either did or I didn't. You guys will be uh, the judge of that. Uh, that's almost all we've got time for. Of course, Sheffield uh, Wednesday in the cup up next. No podcast predictions for that one because it's a cup game. But I do want to clarify something on podcast predictions because it's another way for you to win one of these glorious mugs. You can win one of these mugs in our podcast prediction league um, this October. Uh, and all you've got to do is be the best out of all of the listeners and viewers in that podcast league this um, October. This is how podcast predictions work. If you've not heard of it before, before every single league game, all you need to do is go on our little link, enter your name, enter the scoreline, and then enter goal scorers for a bonus point. Now, Nathan, you had a bit of a gripe about this in the week, didn't you? <laughs> Well, I, I did when we very first started up as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, come at me. Well, I'm, I'm ready for you. It was, it was it, more Clive. That it was. It was that me started, that was griping. It started on me, to be fair. Oh, go on then. But, go on then. I mean, I, I went for a 5-0 victory. I don't know. Very optimistic. Uh, pessimist Craig sorted me out. Um, but, uh, you know, I wouldn't I let you change it, though. I wouldn't let you change well, it. If we... for, for, for the simple reason, I, I went for five different goal scorers. I thought the chances are I should get it. I was going to go 11-0. You know, if I can now, pick the first eleven and someone scores, you know, bonus points. Right. Yeah. to score, were you? Now, this, this <laughs> I mean, it's the best chance we've got. This is where I need to clarify some rules for for you guys at home, in case you're thinking of trying to use this little loophole as well. If you if you want to go with an eleven nil win, you are perfectly within your right to name eleven different goal scoring options. But if you go for a two nil win, you can only name a maximum of two. So you can't, because I know what you're thinking was, Nathan. You were thinking that I'm just going to start naming every single 
player, weren't you? You're just gonna name, you're just gonna type in the whole squad every week. That was your thinking, right? Well, it was I, every week I go for quite a low scoring game, but then you guys three ones and all that. I thought, hold on a minute, you're getting extra player here. This, no, no, I'm not having it. This was this was playing the game, and this was getting. I was, I was getting very, very disgruntled. At, you know, sat here at home, I'm reading my my messages in the group chat. I was like, right, all right, I'm gonna get my own back this week. And then we lose. We don't even score. So you know, well, whatever. But um, yeah, it's like this is a loophole that needs needs fixing, lads. Well, it's not a loophole because I'm clarifying it for you now. If you go for a two 0 win, you can only name a maximum of two goal scorers you can say somebody will score twice but they've got to uh score twice i'm going to start blocking people in the chat in a minute there's some yeah, very there's some right stuff on coming some ludicrous uh, idiotic comments um so i'm going to uh, i'm going to start blocking people in the chat i think for comments like that um it's uh, let's go back to what i was saying yeah um it's it's one of those isn't it where uh like i say if we go for a 2-0 win you've got to only name a maximum of two goal scorers. If someone's, if you want to put someone's going to score twice, they've got to score twice. So you can't be saying eleven nil. If you say eleven nil and you want to name all the goal scorers, then that's fine. But you can't be saying one nil and then naming eleven goal scorers is my yeah, point. Yeah, well, nobody's saying that, Craig. What we're saying no, is, no. You, if you get a win, if we win one nil, it's the same points bonus to us as if we win eleven nil. So you still get a point for the for the result. Now then, if you say we're going to win 11-0 and you put 11 different players down, if two goals are scored in that win, then it's almost certain that the two goal scorers are in that list of 11. Yeah. That, that's, Which means that's you, 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 you're rigging the deck. So yeah. we're trying not to do that, Craig, and we're giving you the chance to correct your mistake here. Go on, just clarify what you're so bloody-minded, you do it. Clarify what my mistake is then. Let Go me on, tell you how on. others do it. They Go say on. you can you can lay as many against uh, uh, chances against other players as you like. You can do the eleven if you like, but for every player you name that doesn't score, you lose a point. I mean, so, look, so then you, you're more realistic, aren't you? Yeah, because if far if, too um, much work for me, I know. <laughs> but you're, you're if, if, your you know, if I went for the if I stuck with the five nil, but we only won two nil, I'd have got the point. For no, the you, you've got one point the for score. the result. You've got yeah, one point for the result, not three. The chances are I probably would have got those goal scores as well because I've put so many goal scores, so I'd have got bonus points, which I don't really deserve. Listen, that's, we'll that's see, the problem. Listen, we'll see where we are at the end of this month. If if I'll keep and a close eye on it, but it's far too much work for me if if I have to start deducting points for you know for for people that have put incorrect goal scorers because. As it's been said on this podcast numerous times, usually by Cam, I can't do yeah. maths. So <laughs> too much work for me. I'm too busy. I can't be going with it as well. So uh, how off. how about only getting bonus points if you get the score right? Something to bear in mind, Nick. I might uh, uh, I might go for that. But that's why I went for three points if you get the score, if you get the, the score line right. So don't know. We'll have a little think about it. But anyway, the point is play along with podcast predictions, no matter how many of the, the loopholes there are. And if you're the best listener, Best viewer, you get you win one of these Mansfield Matters mugs. If you if you're not and you just want to support the podcast and you want to buy one of these Mansfield Matters mugs, um, then you can head to our website. The link is in the description. Uh, MTFCMatters.co.uk. Click on MM Club Shop. Submit your details in there, and we'll be in touch and we'll flog you one of these beauties for just ten pounds. All of the profits uh, support the running of the podcast. As you know, we've changed a little bit this year. We've got a different bits of software which allow us to do different things um, and all of that supports the running cost um, of that and already I have to say the, the 
sales and the purchases which you guys have made have enabled us to cover the cost of actually putting the podcast out on there, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and all of those um, places. The mug sales and, and the, the purchases so far have enabled us to do that for the entire season. So uh, thank you very much for from that, um, first and foremost. We are going to be bringing you some new new stuff as well in the coming months, some quiz nights, uh, some events as well. So make sure you stay tuned for that. There are big things coming. And if you want to support us, you've enjoyed what you've listened to or, or whatever, go ahead and buy a mug or play along with podcast predictions and try and win a mug or donate to Nathan and Mick's fundraiser. Send us a screenshot and you'll win a mug. Mugs, that's what we are for watching Mansfield Town every single Saturday um, perform like they have been doing. Talking of mugs, let's talk about lessons. I don't know how that link transpires. I just wanted to say the word mug again. And we always end this podcast by talking about mugs. I mean, by talking about lessons we could learn. (sighs) How to make a good cup of tea, how to make a good cup of coffee. What do you need? What what, what do you need? What's a a mug that's what you need a mug right no lessons come on lessons uh what lessons would you take away uh from yesterday's uh game nathan i'll come to you uh first what lesson are we ending the sermon on this week i mean you should never ever put the milk in with a tea bag first like oh sorry i uh, wrong, wrong. that down as well you have... <laughs> oh i mean there's a lot of lessons to be learned in there, but um I, I'm going to say the lesson to be learned is more for us as supporters just to maybe have a bit more patience. I'll go along with that. Um, scribble that down. Uh, Clive, what about you? Um, I was going to say something similar. I think as fans, for your own sanity, don't raise the bar too high. If you, if you lower your expectation, there's less chance of being disappointed. But that's pretty much what you were saying. So I'm going to come up with another one, which is don't leave a digestive biscuit in the dunk too long. <laughs> yeah. Get the right biscuit. And what you need for that as well is you need a good solid mug that retains heat for Go a while. Go away. <laughs> All right, well, um, uh, um, let's have a look at this. Uh, some are coming in as well. Uh, Sue says, showing my mug off to the, in the staff room tomorrow. Thank you. No, thank you. Uh, Nick says, we need to learn patience. Uh, Roger says, how to make a good cross into the box. That's what I'd be working on. Um, oh, be on the front of Tetlis. Tetlis oh, I'm getting all mixed of, up now. I know. I've got to leave. I know, yeah. I think I think it is time to go. Uh, Nathan, Clive, thank you very much for your input. As always, we'll see you again on Tuesday night as the Stags take on Sheffield Wednesday at home in the Papa John's Trophy, the second of three group games in that one. That, though, is all we've got time for. Many thanks to you who've joined us. So the Stags lose by a goal to nil at home to Barrow, but what lessons do we take away? Practice patience for your own sanity. Don't raise the bar too high. Get good crosses into the box. And for me, play to the whistle, Faz. If you're the last man, let him have a crack. Nine times out of ten, Bishop will probably save it anyway. Oh, and yeah, stick with Nigel Clough. Buy one of these bad boys. mtfcmatters.co.uk for more Mansfield Matters content, including mug purchases from me, from Nathan from Clive. We'll see you again on Thursday night with reaction to the Stags home game against Sheffield Wednesday in the Papa John's uh, Trophy and a preview of Saturday's league game at home to Oldham. It's a huge, huge game, but we'll follow it anyway. Why? 
because Mansfield always matters as the mugs. See you next time. Are you tired of the boiling hot water scalding your fingers when you have a cup of tea? What you need is a mug. mchfcmatters.co.uk Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.